Welcome to the Roboticist Chronicles, an ARC Specialties podcast, where we get into the nuts and bolts of robots, automation, and the implications of an evolving machine workforce. Hello, this is Dan Alford with the Roboticist Chronicles podcast. Frequently, I get questions about how to start a business, how to run a business. So what we thought we would do is create a series of podcasts on that subject. We're going to call it Dan's Business Secrets or Dan's BS for short. I'm going to tell you the truth. What I've learned, I've learned from others. And so I've managed to get a number of people to agree to come on these Dan's BS podcasts. For example, Paul Howe, he's going to come on and talk about leadership. Dominique Renault, he's going to teach us a bit about insurance. We also have one of my bankers, and other people that have agreed to come on this show. What I'm trying to do is share with you some of my experiences and some of my knowledge that I've developed over all these years, and I hope it applies to your business and your life. So for the rest of this inaugural episode of the Roboticist Chronicles series on Dan's Business Secrets, I'm going to give you a laundry list of the topics that I want to cover over the next few weeks. First one is how to learn from others. What I try to do when I'm talking to other people is you're going to get a lot of information. Only a small bit of it applies to your world, but everyone has something to teach you. And that's what I do. I try to talk to everybody because I like people. And then I take what they give me that applies to my world and then I use it. The rest of the stuff, I just store it under possible used information. We're going to talk a lot about success and failure. Uh, Shiraro Honda once said, there is no success for those who cannot tolerate failure. But when you fail, you just take note of your lessons and then get right back to it. I've learned something interesting working with high schoolers. There's a difference between the young women and the young men. Young women tend to be less fault tolerant. They don't like to fail. And so what I teach these youngsters in high school is failure is part of the process. This is a huge thing to me and something we will elaborate on. I'm going to talk a little bit about how you've got to be involved in your business. One time I walked around the block here at ARC Specialties to talk to all of the other business owners uh, about a proposition I had regarding the neighborhood, and I found that none of them were present. This happened maybe uh, 15 years ago when we bought this building, and I've noticed that none of these businesses have grown. And yet during that same period of time, We've bought companies in other states, uh, buildings in other areas around Houston, and we continue to grow. The point is, you must be present to win. You have to remain involved in your business. I'm going to talk about laziness. I think laziness is an evolutionary trait. The people that were lazy were the most efficient. They gathered the food in the least amount of time and survived even when times were tough. And so if this is something we've evolved to be, it's something we need to strive to avoid. So how do you avoid laziness? We'll get into that. A lot of the stuff I'm going to talk about will go back to racing. I race bicycles, motorcycles, and cars. And in racing, they always talk about the demon tweak. The demon tweak is that one thing that you're going to do that's going to make you win your class. Let me tell you, after 40 years of racing bikes, cars, and motorcycles, there is no demon tweak. What I'm telling you is it's the sum of the parts. And that's what you're going to have to learn from me is all these little pieces. There is no one thing I'm going to tell you that's going to make a difference and make you successful. I'm also going to talk about kayaks because I take lessons from my kayaking. I've paddled everything from uh, Oregon to Mexico. 
And when you paddle in the big water, like in the Grand Canyon, the kayak is going to wobble. You want to go down a straight line, it's never going to happen. The kayak will wobble, and as long as you're continuing generally in the right direction, you're doing great. Same thing when you're racing motorcycles in the desert. You're never going to follow exactly the line you want. You're, but as long as your total overall progress is in the right direction, that's all you can ask for. And I guess this point is something I'll elaborate on, that you have to simply tolerate some of the minor distractions in order to keep going in the generally the right direction. I'm going to talk about the creation of wealth. There's really only three segments of our economy which create wealth, and I really enjoy being in manufacturing because it's one of the three. The others are mining and farming. But this is something I recommend to people. Rather than go into the service-based economy, why not create wealth? Because when you create wealth, you also create jobs for a lot of people. I'm going to talk about smart is good, but perseverance prevails. I've stayed focused and built on success for all these years. This is all I've ever done. You have to remember, I started Arc Specialties when I was only 23 years old. And so if you continue to work on a single project for that much time, you're, you probably will succeed. It's much easier than restarting with different projects, different businesses, and different arenas. So perseverance is a great thing. I'm going to recommend everybody read. I'm a, I read books, I read magazines, and I read the net. All these things are where you're going to get knowledge. And so every night you ought to have a book in your hand. I'm going to talk about physical fitness. One of my good friends and mentors taught me this early on. If you get tired, you're ineffective. If you're physically fit, you will be able to perform when the other guys are tired. So it gives you an easy advantage, also makes you feel better. So fitness is a big deal. I'm going to tell you about being competitive. This is a free market economy and a free market system in America. If you're not competitive, you need to stay home because this is what the people in my company live for, is the competition, trying to make things better. They're competing with themselves. We're competing with our competitors, but it's part of the fun. If you're not competitive, I really don't have any advice for you. Maybe you should stay home. I'm going to teach you to look for and enjoy business cycles, but don't take credit for them. One of my salesmen said, don't give me credit for the good time because then you'll blame me for the bad. The point is, you look for business cycles and you capitalize on them, but you have to remember that everything is cyclical. And when times are down, you either need to uh, find a new area to work in or some new business to start up because you, otherwise you'll just live and die with the cycles. I'm going to criticize the fake-it-till-you-make-it attitude. Steve Jobs famously faked the first iPhone demo, and ultimately Apple got it right, uh, but not before he inspired a whole generation to fake it. And uh, I know that uh, the uh, recent example with Elizabeth and the blood sampling company is a great one. She tried to fake it till she made it, and now she's in bankruptcy and facing prosecution. So don't fake it. Keep it real. I'm going to talk about analogous thinking. This is something near and dear to my heart. What we do at Arc Specialties is we take old solutions from other problems and reapply them. It makes us look smart. In reality, we're simply doing pattern recognition. You know, we noticed that pushing strict uh, candle wicks into candles looked very much like welding aluminum with thin aluminum wires. And so we reapplied aluminum welding techniques to candle making, made us look smart. It's all about analogous thinking. If you don't use analogous thinking, you're going to have to reinvent everything every time you start. I'm going to talk about good times versus bad times. During good times, life's easy. You know, you get 
sales, which is called feedback. And when you get feedback, you know that you're doing something right and you continue in that vector. But what about bad times? Those are the tough ones. That's when you have to guess right. And you have to guess not only what to do, you know, what new inventions to come up with, but you have to also guess how much risk to take. Your riskometer must be calibrated accurately. If you don't take any risk during bad times and develop new, new uh, products, then when good times come, you can't capitalize on it. But if you take too many risks and do too much R&D, you can run yourself right into a hole. So this is, a, this is one of the tough things for me is calibrating my riskometer during bad times because you don't get any feedback. What I do like to do is talk to people in business. I like to ask them about success and failure, and I learn from both. I like the Jimmy Buffett line. He's read dozens of books about heroes and crooks, and he's learned much from both of their styles. I want to know why people succeed, and I want to know why people fail. One of the biggest reasons people fail is what I call stealing from your own cash register. That's taking too much money out of your own business. I tell people that a business is like a baby. You must be gentle with it. You can't take out more money than it can tolerate. And yet over and over again, I see people stealing from their own cash register, so to speak, and driving their own companies right out of business. They might live large in the interim, but overall, it's not the way to go. I want to talk about hiring racers. As I mentioned, I race. And racers are great people. You know, they're competitive, they're goal-driven, and they want to do it themselves. They don't want to watch it. So I think that's one thing you can look for in employees is, is hiring racers. I want to talk about how to extend your career. I'm 64 years old, and I must stay engaged in order to keep it going. What drives me is my employees. I'm now working hard for them because so many people have worked so hard their entire careers to help build our specialties that I feel an obligation to, to do my absolute best to keep this thing going as strong as it can. People used to criticize me because we didn't have a mission statement. So it's kind of a joke, but it's actually real. I said, here's our mission statement. Capitalize on opportunity, exceed expectations, and have fun. That's kind of a joke, but it's real. That's what we do. You know, if there are no opportunities within the industry we're working in, what I do is I look outside. You know, we look to the electric car industry if the oil patch is down. We try to exceed expectations because that's when people will come back to you and we try to have fun because otherwise, what's the point? I'm going to talk a little bit about ADHD. I consider it to be a virtue, not a disability. I'd say most of my good engineers have attention deficit disorder. I think that's a great thing because it causes them to be curious about a lot of stuff. Yes, it's also a compromising problem, but there's ways around it. What I've done myself, because I suffer from the affliction, is I make lists, and I've learned to take real satisfaction from crossing things off the list. So if you think you may have ADHD, you know, treat it as a, treat it as a benefit, not a problem. I'm going to talk about how God favors large armies. Fortunately, I like people, so we've built up quite a team. And I must tell you that when I look back on the days when I was working out of my garage by myself, it was tough. I had to find the work, build the work, install the work, uh, write the invoice, and then the cycle started over. And so my recommendation to everybody is to build a team of experts, and that's what we've done at Arc Specialties. We have 65 people here. I like them all, uh, but it's a huge advantage for me. I'm also going to talk about buying buildings and machines. I like to buy both because renting means somebody else is making money and you aren't. 
I'm going to teach you to differentiate between what you know and what you think you know. And this is huge because if you start assuming that you know something that you don't, this will lead you down the wrong path over and over again. Very much a disruptive problem and something you need to learn to do on your own. I'm going to teach you how to take joy in making your clients money. And this is because you share in the success and you make yourself more valuable every time you do it. So I really get a kick out of the fact that we are critical to so many of our clients' businesses. That's the fun part for me. I'm going to teach you don't sweat the money. I never did. And it will either come or maybe it won't. In my case, it's worked out well for me. But if that's all you're focused on is making X amount of money in X amount of time, I, I, I think you're probably doomed. I'm going to encourage each and one of you, each and every one of you, to join professional societies. I'm personally a member of the American Welling Society, uh, the Houston Economics Club, uh, American Society of Materials, on and on. All these societies are very useful. I'm not seeing enough young people join these societies. This is a huge technical resource for you. And it's a huge networking resource. So if you're not a member of multiple professional societies, uh, we need to talk. I'm going to recommend that you find a niche that requires a unique combination of skills. I'd say this because that's exactly what happened to me. I happened to understand industrial processes, and I knew how to program in the uh, late 70s, early 80s. And this was a unique set of skills, which when you combine them, it it was exactly what was necessary for automation and robotics. So you look for that niche that has a need for your skills in the right combination. I'm also going to recommend to you that you get a supportive spouse. The biggest thing that I had going for me when I started Arc Specialties is I had a wife that encouraged me, and we lived on her income for months before we became profitable. If you don't have this resource, you need some other way to survive in the interim. I lived in fear all the way into my 50s. You have to understand, if you go way back, my father was a World War II vet. He had tuberculosis. He was frequently out hospitalized. I realized things could go wrong. I realized things could go very, very badly. And because of that, it kind of made me a little fearful. And it wasn't until my late 50s that I realized that I'd probably accomplished enough that I didn't need to worry anymore. But I think that that fear is probably a good thing. We'll, we'll talk more on that. I'm going to talk about integrity. Uh, I More than once, I've been asked for bribes, and I don't believe in them. Don't cheat. Don't take bribes. Don't take subsidies. Uh, integrity is priceless, and it's permanent. Const okay, and I want to talk about feedback. You, you need to give employees feedback, both bad and good. And I think that constant positive feedback is useless. Same thing with constant negative. I think it needs to be a realistic, honest mix of both of those. And I'm going to tell you, when you're starting out in a business, nothing is beneath you. I used to print my own T-shirts. I remember uh, the very first uh, machine that we put in for Inconel overlay of valves. I was sweeping up on a Sunday evening because a customer wanted to have an auditor come in the following Monday. And I was sweeping the floor. And they said, you own that company? I said, yes, sir. And he says, you're going to do okay. Because I knew that on Monday when that auditor came, the appearance of the machine was going to play a role in, in how they reacted to it. And I'm going to talk to you about never giving up. Once upon a time, Arc Specialties ran out of money. And uh, what I decided I would do was I would pay off all my debts, and then I would shut it down and go get a real job. And 
because I refused to fail. I refused to file bankruptcy. Uh, it, it was strictly a, a strategic error on my part that put me in that position. But what I did is I, I went out the field, uh, missed, missed a couple of birthday parties, I missed some stuff. Uh, but we dug out of our financial hole and got everything working again. And lo and behold, it was fun again. And so, you know, that's, that's why we never quit. But, you know, that you cannot give up. You cannot tolerate failure. Pilots ask each other, did you fly it all the way to the ground? Which means, did you keep trying all the way to the last possible moment? Because you never know. You, you might be able to solve your problems. And I, I, I'll tell you right now, you should expect to suffer. But suffer, suffering will give you some perception of reality. And it also make the good times sweeter. So there you have it. That's my laundry list, my catalog list of everything we're going to go through. So, you know, go forth and prosper, solve problems, make people's lives better, create jobs, create wealth. And I hope that when you're my age, you have a lifetime of memories of struggles, success, and failures just as I have. I look forward to this series on Dan's Business Secrets and sharing them with you. (laughs) 